All right. Hey, Braden. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, welcome to the Van Man Podcast. I'm Sam. I'm the Van Man. That's how I'm starting out now. I love that. That's how I've that decided. That sounds great. Yeah. Isn't that a good intro? Yeah, I think it sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, for everybody, I've got Braden Manley back uh, from episode three. He uh, did so well. He wanted to come back again. But we're here to talk about his ultra race that he did on Saturday. And Let's go. How did it go, Braden? It was awesome. It was, was it? Awesome. <laughs> what was so good about Great it? Great experience. It was super hard, super fun at the same time, but uh, ended up taking first place overall. <laughs> so... Uh, it's still so stupid. To say I know. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I, I got first place. Well, so, <laughs> well, I, I did it. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. you went from what? Second place in the marathon, yeah. two hours and 40 minutes, first marathon ever yeah. to first place in your first 50 mile ultra ever yeah. on a hard course. Oh my gosh. Too. The course was so hard. It was insane. Like, I mean, hard even compared to other 50 yes. miles. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. How hard was it? So the hardest part was just the elevation gain. Um, so like there was a lot of going uphill, a lot of it. I mean, I ended up climbing like 8,000 feet total, um, which for a 50 mile race is a lot, um, for sure. Like that's, that's the harder races out there are around that much. Um, so it was tough. I was not expecting it to be so hard. The, honestly, the first three fourths of the race, I was feeling pretty good and I started getting tired, but that last chunk of the race was like almost all uphill and it was so hard. (laughs) It was, so you're saying like mile 40 to 48 or whatever, that was more uphill than mile 34 to 38? Yes. That uphill? Really? Yes. Because I remember that loop, you came back and you were- I was dead. You were not having a good time. I was like, that was so hard. But yeah, it was the, the rest of the race after that point was more climbing. I feel like your your mile times were pretty good though, weren't they? For that, yeah, that they, I mean miles? they were pretty good. I mean, I, I wasn't even thinking too much about it. I was literally just like, "Give me over this hill right just now, just run, <laughs> yeah, just I'm like, keep just running. don't stop moving." <laughs> the faster I go, so, the faster I can finish. Exactly, that's all I was thinking. I was like, "I'm I'm so sick of going uphill. Just get me through. Get me there, however long it takes." <laughs> oh, my favorite part. I mean, I, I've said this to you, and I've said this to a couple people, but for everybody listening. My favorite part of the entire race was at the second aid station, 25 miles in. It's the halfway point, And we ask you how you're doing. And you said, this is where the race begins. <laughs> and then you then you booked it. And then you just left. And we didn't see you for another eight miles. And all of us were like, he's such a badass. Like, 25 miles in. And being like, this is where it starts. I mean, no, you're too nice. That I mean, that, that is kind of what I was thinking because I – when I hit that 25 mile mark, I was feeling good. I was feeling fresh still. I was feeling like comfortable and I knew, and with most ultras in general, it it does come down to like the second half. And a lot of times the last like 25% of the race is where things happen. I mean, that's where the, the real tests of the races run because most of the people that are training for an ultra, they can run, you know, the first half of it easily. They've trained that much. Right. But right it really, you start having to dig deep the second half. So I, and I was in second place at that point. So I knew, you know, if I was going to take first, it was going to be whatever happens in the second right. half. It's that so. idea of like, you've done a marathon in your training, you did two back to back 25 miles. So you knew you could do 25 miles. It was, yeah. well, what point am I going to be in pain after that 25 yep. mile marker? Exactly. When, uh, when was that? Was it for you at the 30, 38, that fourth aid station we saw you at? Yeah, it was probably right before that. Um, cause okay. that little loop that I did from mile right. 32 to 38. Yeah. That was, that was some, there was some really tough climbs in there where yeah. it was like very steep uphill. 
Um, that was tough, but um, I would say, yeah, after the 38 mile mark onward, that was where it was like, I got to dig deep. Yeah. yeah. That's also where, so just for everybody else, uh, I went down and I crewed for him with his wife, his brother, his wife's brother, and some other friends. Yeah. Um, so we would just set up a table with all of his gear that he had in a little bin. He would run by, he'd be with us for maybe 30 seconds, a minute tops. Yeah. And then he was gone and we would pack everything up and then we would just go to the next aid station. Um, but yeah, I remember you came by us at the 34 mark and then you do a loop and you come back to that same aid station. So we were just waiting there for an hour and a half for you to come by and we had terrible service. And so we're just waiting and we're trying to get the notifications on our phone for each mile marker. And we got the notification for mile 34, 35. And it was that 18 minute mile. Yeah. And we were like, oh no. Like something bad. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Like we didn't know how much uphill there was. We knew it was a little bit uphill. But we were just like, what if the next mile is also 18 minutes and then another 18 minutes and then he comes by and he wants to quit? Like, we're not prepared for this. Yeah. Like, no, he's got to finish, you know? Yeah. Oh, but thank God you came by and you were, you had given us some instructions. We were ready. You, you took it and you just ran with it. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, and I, yeah, you know, I, at that point I knew, you know, I was like, no matter what, I'm going to finish the race. You know, even if I right. came in last place, it took me the rest of the day I was going to finish, you know? Right. But, uh. No, I was, uh, you know, I was able to actually push through, um, and push past, you know, my limits, you know, that I was thinking, um, and, and go faster, you know, than I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, the last two miles I ran like seven and a half minute pace, which I wasn't necessarily expecting Jeez. to do, but I was just trying to just go as fast just as Just insane. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so fast to be done with 48 miles or 50, because it was technically a 52 mile race. Wasn't yeah. It? it was 52 miles Jesus. total. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> um, were there was there anything that just like did not go according to plan that you weren't expecting or just didn't go right? Um, honestly, mo- almost everything went perfectly. Like you guys, well, I got to thank you guys so much because I could not have done so it without fun. you guys. Um, just having everything set up and, and having everything ready for me, so I didn't have to wait and I could just switch out, you know, my water and gels and things so quickly. But the one thing that did kind of surprised me that I wasn't expecting was at mile like 41 two, in that range, my, my legs started cramping up, like my quads and my calves started, like I could feel them cramping and I wasn't expecting that to happen. And I think it's just because the day was warming up, right? Like, and by that point it was like starting to get into afternoon. It was getting hot and I was sweating more. And so I just lost a lot of sodium and I wasn't like replacing it as much as I probably should have. Right. You've got to up your intake as it gets hotter. Exactly. More. And so that was one yeah. thing I didn't think about. And so when my legs were cramping up, I was just so worried. I was like, I, I can't bend my legs too much because they're just going to like literally lock up and I'm going to have to stop. Right. So there was one point when I was coming down after the last hill and it was like the last, literally the last like three miles of the race, I was coming down. I actually slipped. I didn't Ooh. fall all the way down, but I kind of slipped back onto my hands and my legs locked up like super tight like my hamstrings just like cramped up and i was like oh my gosh like i cannot fall again you know yeah. i cannot not like i cannot slip again because my legs are gonna like lock up it's and get it's out. scary when you're running that far and you're that tired i i actually know a guy who runs ultras has done several 50 and i think a couple of hundreds yeah. um and he hasn't run one in a year because last one he did he fell and like shattered his hip because you're so tired, yeah. you just can't catch yourself. I, I've heard of it happening to people, like, you know, breaking their ankle, breaking their wrist. But yeah. and the scary part too is with ultras, you're so far out there, 
Like yeah. it's very remote. You're out yeah. in the woods. You might not you know. even, you didn't even have service for a lot exactly. of it. You know? Exactly. You're just so. waiting for a runner to pass you. Yep. Oh, yep. that's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you slipped. That's terrifying. Yeah. It was like just a little slip, but it was enough to like lock my legs up. And so I was very careful, right. you know, the rest yeah. of the way. But okay. So yeah. um, flip side of that question, are there, were there some things, obviously you said a lot of it went according to plan. Yeah. What were some of the aspects that were just like, ah, perfect. Oh, man. Honestly, the aid station changes. You guys had it set yes. up perfect. Uh, having my water is able to switch out. Like, So I, I really did not want to spend a lot of time at the aid station. So right. I wanted it to be very in and out. And you didn't. Pit stop. And it was perfect. Like That was like perfect. Exactly um, what you wanted. The other thing, too, is I felt like I did a really good job of just pacing myself in the first half of the race. Like right. I was definitely in you know going relatively quick, but I, I felt myself hold back. Um, and I did it on purpose like i was in second place for a long time and the guy that was ahead of me he kind of cranked it more than i did and i and he there was a point where we were together and i let him go ahead because i was like i gotta conserve energy this is at like mile you know 15 or so right and he kind of took off and so i was like i gotta wait and it paid off because later you know me and him were together again at mile 30 and then he hung back and then i took off and i didn't see him again for the rest of the race so it was you know that was a good learning experience because I'm I'm one to like want to just push it to the max the whole time. Right. But um, I felt like that went really well. It was just you know pacing myself, holding back early on. What's amazing about that is everything you just said. I feel like just falls under preparation. Yeah. Right. You had a plan and you stuck to it. And even with the aid stations, like we didn't do anything perfect. We the only thing that we did well is we followed your instructions to a T. <laughs> I tried told to be us, as detailed as yeah, possible. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's exactly what we want, right? You said make sure you have these out. Make sure you have this out of a bag. These things you don't need to have out of a bag. Just have the bag unzipped, right? Yeah. Have these things filled with water. I'm gonna turn the. I'm gonna refill these every single time. Yeah. And so we literally just laid it out exactly how you said. And it was perfect because you prepared and you planned for it. <laughs> yeah, you. I think that's awesome. What are some things, you know, thinking about next race? Because yeah. I assume there's going to be a, a next long ultra run. Yeah, right? at some point for sure. Um, what What are some of the things that are already kind of reeling in your head to do different? Oh, man, that's a that's a good question. Um, definitely, you know, if it's going to be hot, have more sodium, have more salt, right. you know, available. <laughs> I did not plan for that at all. So definitely having that. Um, maybe, um, you know, just, I don't even know if there's something that I would do differently other than like, after doing this, like, I know I can do a hundred, you know? Right. So it's like just having this experience of doing it, like really has like boosted my confidence in longer runs. So like right. I now had kind of have a different mindset where it's like, okay, I know I can do 50 now. I like having done that. I know I can do a hundred and maybe even a longer race, but um, so I, I'd be interested to see like on race day, you know, on a hundred mile ultra race day, like how that changes things. You yeah. Know? Oh, so. and I, I, I mean, I don't know from experience, but from people I've talked to, it changes a lot. Yeah. Right? Like I've heard of a lot of hundred miles races that require you to have a buddy to run with you Yeah. because you're more likely to drop out or injure yourself or, you know, I, there's just a lot more that goes into your nutrition when it's an all day race. You can't go as fast, which means yeah. You know, each mile is going to be longer and then it's double the distance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's just brutal. I yeah. mean, I, I love thinking about some of the things that I would change if I were you. Like yeah. having you, you mentioned to me, I think yesterday or something that there are some more expensive gels that you like more. And it's like, if you're going to do a hundred mile races, it's worth paying the pretty penny for those yeah. nicer gels because after a hundred miles, you're going to be sick of those, you know, totally. or, uh, 
you know, washing the sweat off your face because when you got done, you were literally just caked in salt around your sunglasses from just where the set yeah. the sweat had collected. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, do you, um, it's probably too early to tell. And I know you're preparing for the next race is a marathon, right? With some half marathons in between just kind of as they come up. Yeah. Um, do you have an idea of when you want to do a hundred? Is that even next? Will you do another 50 first? Do you think? Yeah, no, I think my next ultra will probably be a hundred. Um, I, you know, I, I'm really, I really want to try it. I'm really excited to try it after this race. I don't know when it'll be maybe next year. Um, maybe the following year, it kind of just depends on how well my next marathon goes. Right. Um, cause I'm excited to get back on the road and focus more on like true speed work. So, um, depending on how fast I can get, what I can get my marathon time down to, um, that will kind of determine, I think what, what I want to do next. Do you mean by that? Like if you can get your marathon down to a more, even more competitive time that you'll just stick with marathons for a while? Yeah. Or... Yeah. So exactly. So like if I can get my marathon time down enough, um, then I, yeah, I would, I would definitely want to keep focusing on them right. and, and do more, uh, just more marathon races, you know, you but just really like that distance. I love it. Yeah. I, and I love the feeling of like, I love trail running. I, for a lot of reasons, but one thing I love about the road is just the feeling of going fast. Like yeah. it just feels really good to have the right. wind on your face, you know, just like, like you're really pushing your limits, you know? Right. You're not trying to survive as long as you can. Yeah. You're trying to go as fast as you can. Exactly. And so oh. it, it, it is fun focusing on that, you know, and, and, and that's another thing that I really enjoy. So yeah, I'm just anxious to see how the next marathon goes and that'll kind of determine where my focus that is. That is just such a, like a mind boggler. Like literally when I think of running, I think of, I want to get my mile time or 5k time down as fast as I can. And the marathons, those are the survival <laughs> ones. Those are the ones I just want to last. Yeah. And I don't think about speed, but marathons for you are literally like my half marathon. <laughs> you're so fast. Well, after, ridiculous. you know, after having done the marathon last year, I've, I love it. I think it's a great distance. Like right. it's, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's such a challenge, but like it's a distance challenge, but it's also a challenge where you really can push the pace. You right. Know? And so I just love that mix, you know, that balance well, of it. And I imagine it's kind of like what uh, Scooter was saying to you yeah. is that with a marathon, there are people kind of along the way, the whole way. And yeah. so it's just exciting. You know, they're just, there's always someone there instead of being stuck in the middle of nowhere on a trail. And the second place person is 10, 15 minutes behind you. And it's just you for yeah. 10 miles, you for know, like from hours. Mile four, yeah, from <laughs> mile 40 to 50, it's just you. Yeah. yeah I imagine there's just a lot more energy that goes into it. Um, so before we get too far away from hundred mile races, I'm curious, have you talked to your coach already about like what the differences for training will be for a hundred compared to a 50? Um, no, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, okay. mainly because we know my next focus, like starting ASAP is, is to train for road right. marathon. So, uh, we probably won't talk about it until I get closer or, or register for, you know, get signed up for a hundred mile right. race. Then we'll talk more about it, but, um, that makes sense. it will be in general, pretty similar to the 50. Um, It'll just be higher volume, right? Probably, you know, more miles, even, even longer runs, <laughs> even longer runs, right. you know, and, and, and probably even a longer time frame. You know, I trained for this fifty for about six months, so might even be training longer, you know, with do some you, other races in there. I didn't ask you this on the last episode, talking about the training for fifty, but do you measure your progress based on weekly overall mileage? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's more of I wouldn't even necessarily say progress; it's more of like y you have to do it. 
you know, like you have to increase your mileage right. weekly. And the more you increase it on a weekly basis is a good indicator of your overall endurance. Right. Okay. So yeah. like if, uh, for the, so for this, for the 50 mile, my highest mileage week was like 80, two to 85 right. miles it was a 225 miles and then a couple other miles exactly yeah and then then runs. other runs the other days but right. it was total of like 80 80 to 85 miles and okay. so that was like very a very solid amount of miles to build up to in right. prep for this race but you know a lot of the top marathoners are running like you know 100 plus mile weeks every week really um, yeah to train for the marathon because you have to not only train your endurance but your speed too and so you got to be able to train at a really high volume, but also have a lot more speed work. So, Oh, that's interesting. I think I figured there would be some like capping point like pretty early on, right? If you're doing 25, 26 miles, right, for a marathon, I figured you'd cap pretty quickly at like 80 miles. And it doesn't matter how good you are. You wouldn't want to go over 80 miles a week. But yeah. that's just not true. No. <laughs> so, that's so wild. Some, some people say the like human maximum that you should train at is like 135 miles a week around Whoa. there which is a ton of miles but um it kind of fluctuates around the top marathoners but um the idea is if you can train your body to handle more miles at a faster pace you'll you'll just be that much more equipped to run a fast marathon right so um if your body can handle it without getting injured you have a really good chance of right of, the you risk know, is injury yeah the risk is injury you yeah. have a really good chance of running a fast marathon if you can train at that level so oh that's we'll insane see. <laughs> yeah i don't know is that I don't, I don't know what we're gonna build up to i'm honestly curious to see how the training goes i don't even know what it's gonna look like yet but yeah um, it'll be crazy to train for a marathon and get up to 80 90 miles yeah and that's what you were doing for the 50 exactly so it'll be it'll be interesting to Holy see smokes you know what the volume looks like with the speed work and stuff right and so for the 100 do you think you'll this is kind of the question I have mostly about 100 training. Um, do you still follow that pattern of you want to do a 50 and a 50 like a uh, month before you do the 100? Oh, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. So most people um, never run the full distance of an ultra, right. even back-to-back days um, before the race day, especially for 100. If you were to do two 50 miles back-to-back, you really run the risk of getting injured. Okay, so that only um, applies to the 50. Yeah, so we would probably do some big back-to-back long runs, but it, it wouldn't be like doing two 50s back-to-back. I okay. think that would be too much before race day. You would just, you, it's more risky in right. terms of getting hurt. So, so really like 20 to 25, maybe 30 miles for yeah. training runs are really as long as your training runs are ever going to get. But yeah, probably. So you're just, you'll just be doing that four days a week instead of twice exactly yeah it might be something more like that where it's like you that's know, crazy more higher day you know, higher mileage days yeah in a row but most people most ultra runners especially the pro ones are not running right 100 mile training runs you know that's yeah. only, that's saved for race day or other times so. yeah so and this week you don't even really think about it i'm sorry we're we're doing this podcast <laughs> on the one week that you no, don't have to run at this all this is actually perfect because i'm no running this week i'm just chilling I'm you're just fresh. sitting there thinking about running <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's awesome um what are you excited for with the the marathon training yeah uh like i said really excited for the speed work um i've had a decent amount of speed work in this build for the 50 but it's been so trail focused that it's hard to get some like true like threshold speed work in there like running on a track for example or or doing you know mile repeats or something you know yeah explain speed workouts a little bit more like what does that mean for you at your level yeah so for 
a speed workout for me, you know, can look like a variety of things, but ones I've done in the past are like, you have 10 miles total for the workout. You have a two mile warm up where you just do two miles at an easy pace. And then you do form drills, um, which is just some mini exercises that you do for like five minutes to kind of just open up your body, loosen up your hips, like, Oh, okay. Karyo- form drills. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like okay, form okay. drills, like, yeah. like karaoke's, you know, doing like high knees, butt kicks, like right. those kind of things. And then, so you do the two mile warm up, then you do the drills and then you, you know, I've done like eight miles at a sub six pace, right? Oh, you just go at it. Yeah. When you for just, eight miles, eight miles, sub six pace. And, Holy and that's kind of like a, one version of a speed workout. Another version is like same thing, you know, on a track, you do two mile warm up, do form drills again, and then you do 400 meter repeats, which is right. just one lap, but you do it at like a, you know, my last one, I did it at like a five minute mile pace. Right. You're, you know, you're basically going or sub five, like, yeah, or something. like just... four or four fifty five pace. Yeah. One, one lap, take like 30 second rest and then do it like, you know, 10 to 12 times. Do you ever do fart licks? Yes. I love fart licks. Those so, are, yeah. The, the, what, yeah. the way I've done it is like, um, it's kind of an interesting workout, but you do a warm up and then you do like, you know, one minute fast, one minute easy. And then I would do like two minutes fast, two minutes easy, three minutes fast, three minutes easy, build up to five minutes and then turn around, and build back down. Um, so that's a fun version. A lot of people will do also like where you do five minutes fast, one minute easy, four minutes fast, one minute easy, you know three minutes fast, one minute easy, and then you build all the way down. So, Oh my gosh. Um, they're fun though, just because like, you know, you can really push yourself in those shorter right. amount of times and it feels really good to go fast, but you're not to the point where you're overdoing it at all. But. Right. At what point, um, thinking about people like me who, you know, like I have a, a past and running and I've done things like that, yeah. um, but not in a long time. And so if there's someone who's listening to this, who wants to start running, at what point should they start doing speed workouts? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I would say if you're going to start running, don't even try to include any speed workouts for the first one to two months. <laughs> awesome. I, I would just try to train, build up to training Monday through Saturday, you know, and it can be just like one to two miles a day, but just, and keep everything nice and easy, you know, don't right. push it at all. Do it at a pace that you can have a conversation at. Right. And because the risk that. is you could injure yourself, right? Speed workouts exactly. are, that's what I've always heard. Speed workouts, you can definitely injure yourself. So you want to, you want to have a really solid base built up first right. before you start doing that. And then you also want to be incorporating some other things like, you know, foam rolling, stretching. You want right. to have a little bit of strength workout in there too. So that way you can, you know, right. strengthen your muscles and prevent. Because with speed and those workouts where they're harder and more intense, you also have to be a lot more intentional about your recovery and what you're exactly. doing when you're not running. Yep. That 100%. makes a lot of sense. Okay. Awesome. Um, and we talked about uh, – actually, let's lead right into that to my next question, which was uh, advice for runners. Like what's – Yeah. If, there's, there, if there is someone who wants to start running, what do you, what do you say to get them to a, an ultra? Yeah. No, that's a great question. So after I ran the marathon, I immediately had the thought. I was like, you know what? I really believe that anyone, anyone, regardless of who they are, could train up to and complete a marathon. Like, I'm very convinced that anybody, regardless of your background, your health history, whatever, you could do a marathon. Not, you know, I'm not saying you have to go out and do it at like an Olympic level, but like, right. you could go out and do you it. You could go and complete it. Exactly. So it comes down to like a lot of things. But if you're really wanting to get into it and just get started, just take it easy and ease into it. Right. Right. Don't like, it's so easy. And I think, you know, most people like when it, when it comes to working out and lifting weights too, a lot of people want to just like dive right in and 
lift a ton of weights, right? Like lift, a, lift really heavy, lift often, you know, and the same thing with running. A lot of people want to go out and run like a super fast 5k on day one, right. you know, cause it feels good. Cause yeah. Cause it feels it good feels fun. to open yeah. it up and do that. But what you really need to do is just ease into it, start slow and keep everything just at a nice, easy pace and just build yourself a nice solid base before you right. start doing anything. And that takes like one, two, three months, sometimes longer. It can take six months, you know, depending on what right. running you've done before or what, you know, your physical condition, whenever you start, but just take it easy. You know, it's, it's funny saying this, but like, it's not a race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you know, in terms of training, it's not a race, you know, and, and even at this level, most of my runs are at a nice, easy pace still yeah. at this level. You know, I do incorporate other things, but most of my runs, Right, and it will be forever. You know, most of them are at a nice. Yeah, you pace. talked about that on the last episode. Really, it's not like your training workouts even half the time. You're no. doing it maybe once a week, maybe, maybe yep. twice, or maybe once every other week, even. Exactly. Right. It's it's most of the time you're just trying to get miles in for the week. Yep. Would that even include like if I'm trying to get uh, ten miles for the week, doing one mile in the morning, one mile at night is just as good as doing four miles today and four miles tomorrow. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like breaking it, it up that much. You, you can break it up as much as you want. And I would say even breaking it up is, is more important, especially at the beginning. If you're going for a, a goal of a weekly number of miles, split it up as much as you can throughout the week early. Don't, you don't, you don't want to go out and do five miles on Monday and then five miles on Saturday. That's not going to do much That's not gonna for cut you, it. you know, yeah. <laughs> and you're probably going to feel really bad and feel really sore. Right. right. Yeah. You're you want to just split up, do like one mile a day for a while and then, right. you know, do one mile one day, two miles the next day, you know, and just kind of, and you just want to build it up really slowly. And, yeah. yeah. That actually, um, one of the, when I used the Nike run club, club uh -huh. app, have you heard of that? Yeah. Nike, excuse me. I can't say <laughs> Nike run club. There's a uh, coach Bennett <clears throat> who does a lot of the recordings on there and he's the Nike international head coach or something. Got it. And one of the things that I love that he said is, um, runners are, everyone's a runner. Because runners are just people who start. Yep. It's not about finishing. It's not about how far you run or how fast you run. It's about putting your shoes on and actually just getting outside. It's about the start. And so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to be said about the more you can break it up just means the more you're starting. And the more you're starting, the more you're likely to stick with it because you're starting all the time. And so then yep. starting at 6 a.m. doesn't seem like a big deal because you start all the time. I Yep, I agree 100%. And the thing about running, too, is like there is an aspect of, you know, runner's high, right? right? Where like you do feel, I mean, at least for me, I feel really good right after I finish a run. I feel right. amazing. And the more you do that, if you incorporate that into like your daily routine, you'll just feel better overall. And then you'll start craving that feeling. You'll start being like, oh, I want to go on a run because I want to feel good today, right. you know? But it only comes after you do it, you know, often and consistently for a while. You know, it's not an overnight type thing. But. Right. That makes sense. Okay. I've, we've got basically time for one more question. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of lessons that you can learn from running a 50 mile race and having that kind of endurance and just like, talk to me about the head game, like yeah. scrap all the physical aspects of it and the physical challenges. What, what goes on in your head that you now take away that like, what are the lessons that you learn for your just day to day life? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a great question. And there's two, there's two things that I was telling myself the entire day. <laughs> and there were two things that I, I had learned literally right before the race. And uh, one of them was from my therapist who said, you know, I was talking to her about being nervous for the race. And, you know, she was saying, you know, you need to go into it with no expectations of anything. You know, if you're trying to win to get validation or to like have other people like you, you need to, that, that need, that's a bad reason to go do it. You know, right. you need to go do it 
to experience it and, and challenge yourself personally. And so she told me, she was like, I want to challenge you to tell yourself before the race, you know, I'm grateful for this experience. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful I get to have this challenge, you know? And so do that and then tell yourself that throughout the whole race, right? So during the race, I was like repeating that to myself. Like, I'm just, I'm grateful for this challenge. I'm grateful for this experience. I'm grateful to be out here, you know, no matter what the outcome is. So that was one thing. The other thing is um, from something that my coach sent me. So there's a, there's a big, you know, sports psychologist named Craig Manning. Yeah, who, I've yeah. done a course with him actually. I yeah. did like a six-week clinic with him. He's incredible. He's amazing. Yeah, and he has, um, you know, a talk that he gave. And one of the things that he says in it, you know, if you're in a situation where you're wanting to perform well and you start to doubt yourself, you need to tell yourself, you know, like a power statement of, you know, today's my day. I've trained for this. I got this today. You know, like today's my day. Right. This is the day for me to perform. So literally the entire race from the beginning to the very end, I was thinking about and trying to tell myself, I'm grateful for this experience. I'm grateful for this challenge. And today's my day. You know, I got this today. And so having done that and gone through that experience and, you know, it was very difficult, but it was so rewarding at the same time. You know, I, I, I feel like I've started to incorporate that a little bit in just my day-to-day life and things that come up, right? Like if there's a challenge at work, you know, or there's a problem that I'm trying to figure out. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for this challenge, right? I'm grateful to have this opportunity to work on this. And then also it's like, today's my day. I have training, you know, or if I don't have training, it's like, I know I can figure this out. I know I can go, I know where I can go to get training. Right. Right. And so today's my day to act, you know, today's my day to do this. So anyways, I feel like those can be translated to a lot of things, but just life in general is like, you know, I kind of, since I've started running, I, I look at things differently. It's more of, I used to just feel like life kind of happened to me, right? right? Things would just occur to me. But now I feel like life is, in my control to an extent, not life in terms of outcomes, but like how I show up, how I do things is in my, yeah, yeah. how I prepare. That's all in my control. And so just seeing it as the challenge that it is and just being, and trying to be grateful for it and then recognizing the preparation you've done, you know, I feel like that translates to anything. So damn. Wow. Hopefully that helps. (laughs) Yeah, that does. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's a advice from a first place, 50 mile ultra (laughs) runner. Thanks so much, Braden. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. See everyone.